Click Stuff is brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at LuckyDiceCafe.com. Everybody, welcome to Click Stuff today. This is your host Daniel, almost recovered pal speaking. Um, I'm also joined by my uh, new puppy Pepper. Uh, so if you hear any whining or anything in the background, it's because I have a dog in my lap. Um, and uh, also joined today by my co-host Alex, new baby Coos. Welcome to this episode of Sudden Death. Oh crap! No. That wrong podcast. My bad. My bad. What's up? My bad. <laughs> and uh, our special guest today is our teammate, 2018 WizKids World Champion, undefeated, number one speed, number one seed, top awesome. table, the man, Tyler Giganto Namor. Mini Shredder Speeds! Yeah. Wow. 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 Right. I have my babies! Yeah! <laughs> hey, guys. It's a big deal, dude! I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, so it's the uh, third in a row world singles title for Clickstaff. Oh, wow, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we are currently, uh, have won every world's title since 2017, summer of. And um, so it's, it's pretty excitement for the team. Excited for Tyler personally. Um, so we we are proud of you, Tyler, a hundred percent. Winning worlds with a team with no prob, no prob, no perplex, no outwit. It's the new meta. Yep. Who needs it? <laughs> overrated? Yeah. Exactly. Worse than leap climb. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody suggested the the figure I make shouldn't be able. To, you can't have him on the team if you're running perplex prob route with. That's that's oh, a that's gosh. a little dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I mean, if you if you want to make a figure nobody plays, go for it. <laughs> So, um, so me personally, um, I, um, I had a terrible weekend. Um, as you can tell, my voice is not quite back, but, uh, I, uh, lost my voice on Friday for Team Sealed. Um, I ate something bad on Friday night and I threw up all day Saturday so I played one round and one of Worlds, and I had to drop for safety and health reasons. So, um, you know, the second uh, the second best player won, which was Tyler. 
<laughs> I'll take it. Uh, sorry, I had to say that. It's, yeah, 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 you, it's you, you won on your own rights and all that good stuff. I'm not going to try to... I'm just got to give you a little shit. It so. was very sad what happened to you, but I I was not sad that I didn't have to face you. <laughs> I know. I got a lot of support from the community. It was... Uh, it was... Um, it was pretty crazy. Um, uh, you know, the community was really supportive of my uh, illness, and I uh, I really appreciate that. Um, I will say this. Um, there's been a lot of feedback, and that's kind of our first topic for discussion. Um, our, um, the Let's talk about the venue in Philly and the event in general. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of feedback on Facebook already and, and Realms and all this other stuff about Worlds and the top four and top 16 cut, um, how terrible that was. and um, But I'll start out with this. Philadelphia, and I'm sorry for anyone that lives there, I am not a fan of your city. I, um, I wholly support that statement. Now... Now, I want to be clear. I uh, And Tyler, you're probably the same way I am. I, I only have Gen Con and Origins as comparison events, as gaming conventions. But I did not like Phillies downtown. They did not embrace us being there like, Indi- like uh, Origins and Gen Con do. Um, the cities, that is, Indianapolis and Columbus. They did not embrace us being there. Um, They were not prepared for us to be there. Um, The event was hard to get in and out of. Uh, The event hall itself, that is. Um, There was no food or drink close by to where we were playing. Yeah, it's like two flights of stairs up and out, like way out down the hallway. Yeah, not even a vending machine or a water fountain even. Nope. Um... So, uh, the parking was bad, right? I mean, Philadelphia has a whole yeah. show, uh, the whole show about parking wars, right? Yeah, it um, was awful. That was the ugh. The, the number of streetwalkers and um, homeless people. Now, this is not me not having compassion for these folks, <laughs> but it was also it's just a safety thing, right? Yeah. Like I told Sam, like I would not let her walk from the hotel to the convention center like I did. I, yeah, I just was... for someone like us who doesn't hasn't been in a big city very often, and that sort of thing, um, just not a um, just not a good city for that. Yeah. Um, so the streets are like well, I had to drive because we actually were like fifteen minutes away, and I had to drive into downtown, and like the roads are like so narrow, and the the guy the the lines are just like guidelines that nobody actually follows oh like, yeah oh my god it's yeah it was not it was not pleasant yeah I, so I, I fully support that that statement right yeah I mean the the, the traffic and driving there was insane like so we yep. just ubered around a little bit because I didn't want to it was a, we a little over a mile um um and, dude, the buses were nuts. The traffic was nuts. My Uber driver from the hotel, you're right, the lines were just a guideline for him. Yep. 
Um, he was literally on the interstate taking up two lanes. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And even like the food court that was in the building that's like three stories up, it's like it was not good at all. And it was like so expensive and the lines were just awful. It I I saw no no zero advantages to it being in Philadelphia. Right. Because we heard that, you know, it was gonna they were gonna, you know, accommodate with kids a lot, like roll out the the carpet or whatever, and I, I just didn't see any positives personally. I don't know if WizKid saw some, you know, maybe, but I, I didn't see any. Right. Uh, apparently, it's it's easier for international players to come because it's a, like a hub city. But then I also heard that a lot of them just had to fly into New York and then drive down anyway. So, I you know I'm, yeah I I just don't see any 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 advantages to it. Yeah. So and and uh, to be clear, like I'm not suggesting at all that Origins or Gen Con is the right solution. But obviously, those events have gone really well in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I uh, I'm just not sure. I, I did not have sick, being sick aside. I I did not have a good experience there. And that's that's really a shame because, you know, I, going into it, listening, you know, preparing for this, I I, I would have thought that they would have made this as big as they possibly could be because of the the whole not really announcing that it was splitting until way later and the big hoopla that came with that you would have thought that it would have been an incredible experience for you guys but most of the talk that I've heard from most of the other Heroclix players is that it was it was okay um it wasn't great it wasn't it wasn't kind of it wasn't like nationals where like you know generally Columbus is a pretty decent place. Like I, I enjoyed my stay there for Nats, yeah. um, but this I haven't heard anything positive about it yet. And um, outside of just the city, it's like the event itself. Like Origins, you have like four four days of events, right? Because it starts on Thursday, does it? Or am I crazy? Is it only three days? Either, uh, no, it it starts on Wednesday at noon. Wednesday, it, go, okay. it goes yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um. Saturday, Sunday. It's actually five. Okay, so five days. Yeah. And, yeah, with events running every day. This one was two... I would call it two and a half because people had to leave early on Sunday. Most people didn't stay. Um, so just having everything crammed into basically two days for most players was bad. Um, having no streams, that's just... I don't understand. I guess they couldn't get internet there, but... Well, so you do... So I, I understand this one, and I... I I know kind of the details behind this uh-huh. one. So everything up in the Northeast, because I, I work in telecom, uh-huh. um, and someone mentioned that they had to pay the union. So everything up there is union regulated pretty much, and they would have had to pay somebody to run them a line, and it was probably expensive. But there is a process to get it done, so to me there was really no excuse for not having the stream done. You just got to pay the money. Right. Yeah, like people keep like bringing up things like, like that, or like, re- they keep bringing up reasons why things were the way they are, were, are, and I I can agree with all those reasons. But it's WizKid's job to deal with all of those if they're going to move it to Philly. Right. Like I agree, there could be re- back end reasons that it happened, but that's their their job to to get them taken care of. I think. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the venue. Yeah. <laughs> so, anywho, that's that's enough ranting. I mean, you know, I, at the end of the day, you know, you had the best team. You won. Um, and I'd say also congratulations to the Shell Razors for uh, uh, yeah. winning winning sealed. That's uh, Joe... Um, I'm, I want to mispronounce his name. Uh, it's P A N G, um, Pangazio maybe. Um, I wasn't gonna try. Yeah, Richard Leo and Devin Owens from Canada. Um, so, um, uh, Joe's a big uh, long the uh, wool is big uh, big guy up in the Northeast. Uh, Richard Leo, I think maybe he's from Ohio or somewhere in the Northeast. Um, he's kind of an old school guy, and uh, Devin Owens is a player from Canada. He's went. He went. He was top seed at both uh, U.S. or WizKids and Canadian uh, Rock Canadian Cup. Dang. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> he's a good player, just waiting for the cusp, uh, waiting for his good break. And I think he got that this weekend uh, to show everybody that um, he is good. Um, Richard's an old school guy, um, and uh, so is Joe. <coughs> um, but no, other than that. Um, Tyler, I think we'll just. I want to get into the meat of the show. My my voice is uh, holding out okay for the most part, but um, you know you're going to be on uh, the Majestics podcast here this week. You're also going to be yep. on Married with Clicks. Probably they're going to ask you, um, you know, round by round stuff. Um, so I I'll let you ha- you know go over each round with those. But um, let's discuss uh, your top five plays. Uh, happenings, uh, whatever you want to talk about um, from the day. Let's go five to one. Okay. Uh, so uh, it was a really fun day, obviously. I uh, enjoyed all of my opponents. They were all great guys. I didn't have any problems at all with uh, with my opponents, which was great. No no, nothing. So that was, it was they're all super fun games. Um, so uh, number five has to be uh, in the top four. Uh, it was rolling a ten in the roll off against the full play Unimind. Uh, that was a that was a pretty that was a pretty good moment of the day. I was uh, pretty happy about that. It was a zero zero roll off, which is about as best that I could expect to do against the Unimind. Who I mean, he was just phasing back and forth. He was playing it right. Um, I was playing it right. Uh, that's pretty much how the matchup should go um so i wanted but, yeah. to and I, matt actually messaged me about this and uh this is kind of what we had talked about um it was i think there's two things i get out of that match um matt you know played his turns correctly from what you've said and played them you know at a good pace um but probably he just lost on the clock manipulation yeah, uh, and and I'm not saying that term negatively at all, right. um, but there is a sense where he could have sniped a colossal at the end. Yes, he, but, he definitely could have. But it's very risky. In <laughs> yep, that, yep. if he snipes a colossal, you bring down the rain. Right, and so he's just got to like try to. He's trying to internally time it to where he can do it where I don't have enough time to to kill him. Because if he if he kills something that's not Surter, or even if he kills Surter, I have a pretty decent chance of 
of killing him the next turn, and if not, pretty seriously crippling him. But yeah, there was a turn. I mean, obviously, hindsight, it was his last turn. He should have killed something. But um, it's it's hard to you know to know what the time is in the game. Right. So yeah. So hindsight, he should have killed something, but it's it, it's impossible to know in the moment. Yeah, no, exactly. So, and it, and it's kind of a a <coughs> you judge your risks, and you say, okay, do I want to risk surviving his onslaught, or do I want to just risk a roll off? Because yep. I could just go for that. Yeah, which is what we were both doing because we both at different turns throughout the thing were thinking about risking it. He thought about picking hypersonic and killing something at one point. Um, I thought about calling in a gene to uh, outwit his perplex and get like I think four shots in to try and break him at one point, but we both just decided to play it safe and ended up going to a roll off. Which I mean, that's what's going to happen if both players end up playing safe. Yeah, no, and, and uh, having uh, good roll off skills is <laughs> the uh, mark of a true, truly great hero clicks player. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> that's good to know then. And, well, so I tell you what, and, secret and, tips. Yeah, secret tips. Well, no, because my, my relatable story there is 2016 Rock Cup. I played against a Don't Die team with my Doctor Strange Faust. And the temptation to call in an ID, the temptation to do something aggressive, right. the temptation to spin points, make an attack, or do something in a match where it's not going to win you the game is so hard to mentally overcome. Um, I can remember so many times thinking uh, in that match against Phil Jr. in top eight that, man, I could just call it an ID and get rid of his Mixie. Right. Or, I'm sorry, get rid of his uh, Resurrection Man. But it was just over and over again, that mental uh, strength to say, <laughs> to not do it. it it's tough. Because yeah. um, if, if you'd called out Gene and you had messed, missed or messed up or he did something or hit an imperv or something like that, uh, um, it's game over. Yep, 3-0 loss. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want that. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, number four. Uh, number four was um, the third round of Swiss uh, against um, Stu Stewart. I can't remember his last name. He was a guy that came over from England. Uh, he was a super nice guy. He came over with, um, I think, like six guys from Italy or something. I think there was seven or eight of them that came over, which is awesome, Like that they flew over for the event. And it's awesome. He ended up getting into the top eight, I'm pretty sure, which yeah, is super cool. Yeah. So uh, good job for him. He did a great job. He played it really well. Um, but it was... Uh, he had his uh, Green Arrow. He was playing a Green Arrow Gotham team. Uh, I moved forward the first turn, um, just my standard opening. I, I hid uh, many behind some blocking terrain so that he couldn't get shot by the green arrow because stealth doesn't work. Um, his turn, he just uh, popped a penguin out. I think he killed a carnage, and he just moved his green arrow all the way to the very back of the, of the map. Um, and so my turn, what I did was I, I moved a whale over, to uh, no, it didn't hit anything, so I just moved it over to break a wall, and that let me um, call in a chase Cyclops 
to sidestep around his pog that was blocking the green arrow and place just within three so that I could shoot the green arrow with the Hawkeye. Um, and I, I shot him and hit and then sidestepped him with green arrow or with mini shredder and um, yeah, that was it. It was just I the killing the green arrow turned two. Um, on, on the far side of the map with a ton of blocking in the way. I don't think a lot of people will see that coming. And it just shows the strength of how mobile the team is deceptively, I think. Right. Being no, able to get through sure. a lot of blocking stuff. Yeah. And throwing out some quakes. Yeah, yep. I mean, just so, for free. If I roll a nine there, yeah, why not? Um, so, you know what? I guess we just totally bypassed this. Because um, I guess uh, we assume that everybody knows what you played now. Oh, yeah. uh, but before we go to number three, <laughs> you know, we're just so excited to talk about all your cool shit that uh, yeah. let, let's talk about, uh, just run down your team list real quick. Yeah, so it is uh, Mini Shredder, uh, 92 of the Giganto and Namors from um, Avengers Infinity, both at 50. Uh, Surter on retail, two of the Groots on retail. And then two Carnages on retail. Um, it is a Wolverine ID, a Harley Quinn ID, Professor X ID, Student Gene, Student Cyclops, Student Chamber. And then uh, last second switch was two Firestorm um, Trouble Alerts and then a Wonder Woman Trouble Alert. Now, the one change that you had made is you dropped the... Uh, which, which Wolverine ID did you have? Uh, I... I was I'm using the standard one, so I dropped the bounty one. You dropped the bounty one for the Professor X for the uh, Avengers matchup, right? Yep, just specifically for that. I never face Avengers today, so I never even called it in. It was just always on my sideline. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's there. I, I that's <laughs> my big fear was that I would need another Wolverine, and I, it was a mistake to put him on there. But as, clearly, I don't need the other Wolverine, so that five points I can just use as a as a like silver bullet for Avengers so I'm I'm happy with that I'm happy I made the choice right yeah yeah did you and so you said you never wanted that second Wolverine at any point uh I can't remember a point where I wished I had him no right cause you were just wrecking shit with Quakes probably right <laughs> and Walking Woods I mean they're basically Wolverine right yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah I uh Walking Woods are so good. Yeah, don't, just don't say don't say that to Lane because he'll have this <laughs> big conversation with you how they're nowhere near Wolverine's level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one one uh, perplex into attack and they're even better, or uh, one perplex into two perplexes into attack and they're better. Yeah, there you go. When La- Lane's going to listen to this and start screaming, <laughs> and he's going to start texting us in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, number three? Yep, number three. Okay, number three was round two of Swiss. Um, I had overscored. I was four. I was one and zero with four sixty, and I was playing uh, Michael Love, which is the first time I ever met him, and he's a cool kid. He overscored as well. I think we were second table at this point, um, <clears throat> and so it was cool facing the. Uh, King of Shredders or Superior Shredder player or whatever Jay said on the on the Facebook page. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but this was a turn two play again. I think most of these are turn two plays just because that's when 
the planning you know is but uh it was i had set up i so i had practiced against shredders before and i didn't really like the matchup because there was no way for me to stop shredders from getting to my back line on turn two i could stop them turn one but turn two since i can ping stuff turn one and since i can't really kill them on turn one with them moving forward um it was an issue so i actually switched maps um sort of on the fly at the last second to try something against micah and uh, i went to the sporting arena which is completely open which is normally a bad thing but i um the shredders don't really have the range to get to my back line and so this just let me move forward enough and i can still block everything with plasticity so they still can't get back there on turn one because he didn't um, so, have he didn't have phasing on his build, right? Uh, no, no, he did not. So no shadow cat idea or anything like that. No, so I was still able to to tie him up, and it just let me move further on turn one, which I needed. Um, so turn one, I moved up. I placed an object back by his colossals. He had a mangog and a surter, which I knew that I had to deal with um, before I did anything else. So I placed an object back there. I moved forward. I did my uh, my mini sidestep trick in the beginning, which is uh, the two whales both sidestep and both ca- and then move, and they both carry a one carries a mini shredder and one carries a walking wood. They place them all the way forward. Then the walking wood sidesteps, carrying the mini shredder, and places him forward. Then mini shredder sidesteps forward. So I think I can get him to square like 19 or something, turn one, um, which I did because I knew I had to deal with the retaliators. Um, so then turn two, um, I called in a Jean Grey, and I had placed, and then I running shot to kill his Mangog. I needed an eight, but I knew I knew that that's what I had to do. She has penetrating psychic blast, so he didn't get his rollout. Um, so I running shotted with her, carrying Mini to be able to sidestep in to kill the uh, Surter. Um... And I also would place an object back there, so if I miss with uh, Jean, then I would get a second shot with the free TK with the object attack. I made sure that she was close enough to uh, to the Mangog to be able to do that. Ended up working, and I went up 55-3 uh, the first turn, and it freed me up to to take out the rest of his team without fear of the retails. Uh, so oh, that, wow. was a, nice. yeah, that was a very important uh, first turn. <laughs> wow, that's the, that was a, that was a lot. That was supposed to be a highlight. And you came yeah. in, and you gave us like a huge story. Yeah, sorry, it's fine. <laughs> it's, a back, it's a lot of backstory going. No, on. no. So did you roll the eight on Gene then? I did roll the eight on Gene. Nice. Which was it was yeah. I I needed to do it. It was lucky. Um, I definitely wanted. So hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Um, I want to interrupt you there. So yeah. <clears throat> I um I told you this in the, in our chat. And I'm going to uh, make it public. <laughs> okay. Um, I, Daniel Powell, retake back everything I've ever said about Tyler Spees' <laughs> dice. Um, Tyler plays a team that uh, minimizes misses and capitalizes on hits. Uh, his dice end up working on a bell curve. And um, whenever you typically play the team that only needs a five with two prob lines... Uh, you do not realize when you have good rolls, only when you have bad ones. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah, I, I really mean that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even 
I did need the eight, but I I did have two shots with it because of the um, the Jean Grey with the free object, and um, I made sure that I could sidestep to the Surter because he was the one I was really scared of because he has a twelve attack. Mangog only has a ten, so it's I I think I you know I'm playing the odds there. Now, did you have an opportunity screen. to move? Just could many have walked over there and pinged Mango um, and then sidestepped into Surter? He couldn't have because Micah placed them far enough apart, which is smart by him. I thought about it, but right. uh, by his opening position, I couldn't do it. So um, yeah. So the, so the other thing that I do, I do get to say is basically the whales. Your team is basically just a shredder team. I I'm yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I can agree with that. Sam, is... Sam gets super salty when I say that. <laughs> but I'm like, any team that has a shredder on it is just essentially a shredder team. Yeah. I, my number one play will show how good Mini Shredder, how effective he is for the points. It's just crazy. The amount of things that he does for you in one turn for the point value. Well, you, don't he's... give it away. Give us number I'm, two. All right. All right. Uh, so number two was in the final match uh, against Easton. Um, I had messed up earlier and gone down on points. I I didn't see a play that he that he uh, did coming, and it was a really good play. And kudos to him. I didn't see it coming, and he caught me off guard with it. But uh, this was, I think, the turn after that. I had moved up. And I my my whole team was around him. He ended up killing one of my whales with green arrow because that was just inevitably going to happen. I can't avoid that. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure if he saw it coming or if he didn't think that I saw that I could do it. Um, but I was able to call out a Jean Grey chase with Mini, and uh, I had to call him out. I had to call her out behind Mini Shredder because otherwise she would have been based up. And then she was able to running shot and just be within the three squares of killing or of shooting the um, the uh, green arrow. I couldn't get uh, an object back there. I couldn't get a line to have both an object and green arrow. I was one square away from doing that. So I was just relying on hitting the six that I needed to hit. Um, I mean, I had other lines if it missed, but... I was able to hit the six on that, and it was it was just barely in range. And then I was able to outwit him with the super senses on Gene and retail him for the kill, uh, which with uh, a, with a Groot with the Groot retail on him. Yes. So and he was... uh, Pat Pat did say in our chat um, mm-hmm. uh, on Majestics, he was like, "No, not like this, not <laughs> like this." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, Groot's that arrow killer." <laughs> Yeah, Groot, well, <laughs> Groot, Groot don't give a shit. Yep, and uh, yeah, it just I've it, again the green arrow was on the the very back square of the map. Um, I think it was it was either turn two or turn three I killed it, but it's just it's really hard to to body block this team to be able to stop it from from getting where it wants to go with all the side steps and the plasticities and stuff. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, I think that. that so I think that was just an, a point on Easton's team. Now this was Easton that played a tweak of Tom Kerr's team. Uh, PJ played it as well. They basically dropped the Cyclops Headmaster ID for a jet terrain. Um, and I, I think that this goes back to um, just that inherent weakness of that team is that it doesn't have a leadership on board. Um, 
you know, you can call out the leadership, but you're also negating that action by the fact that you had to call somebody out with it. Yeah, there are and you th- also can't remove it from Green Arrow with that either. Right. I don't think they can even check you or them. Right, exactly. So to me, um, while the team's phenomenal, right, mm-hmm. and obviously Tom's played it well, Easton's played it well, um, and both phenomenal players, there's times when that team needs to do four things on its own. And I think that if Easton, if that team had four actions to do on its own, at least from the play-by-plays that I was getting, mm-hmm. uh, it may have it may have put more more pressure on you than you had it, originally. It could have. It, it it would have to be. It would be before this turn because this turn was the swinging point because I was able to kill. I think it killed Green Arrow and Penguin and maybe the Bat Girl all in one turn. No, you you got Bat Girl halfway down. I think that turn. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, I killed Green Arrow and Penguin. Yeah. So there there are times on that team. At least in this matchup, where Joker, uh, Batgirl needs to action, a penguin needs to action, penguin needs to create another penguin, so then it could do an action. Mm-hmm. Now, wh- even if that action is to just move the loyalty token with another character, that team has four actions that it can do that it needs to do well, more often than not. The loyalty token movement isn't a it's a free action, right? But I'm just saying that if it if it it's moving that to itself, right? Um, th- there are just times where that team it, has the attacks and yes, the action it can, then the actions it can take, and and maybe that's not a very good specific example. Um, but I can then, I can I can think of a turn where it can easily make five costed actions that it wants to make. I, I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah. 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 So. Uh, and obviously, you can't put Power Woman on that team. But, um, you know, that was just my thought was, man, that, that team really needs a leadership to be just that much more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know when when I was playing, uh, while a GCU team is not the same, it still has the kind of penguin, mm-hmm. uh, the penguins on it. I always felt like I needed a leadership. So when I saw Tom's team, which I loved, and then I saw Easton and PJ's team. I, I, I'm right there with you, Dan. I thought, okay, a leadership would be clutch, but where are you going to fit the points in? Yeah, you just the, you just absolutely you just absolutely can't, right? Yeah. I mean, Batgirl uh, just needs leadership, obviously. <laughs> I think she's good enough. She's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, it it is a good matchup for me. I will say. Um, yeah, I mean, and we and you know, I think I, I'm going to make a note of this as well. Um, we spent, I don't know, two hours. Yeah. One day, um, I was driving back from Indy from a WKO, and we stepped through every part of that matchup. You winning map, you losing map. Um, you know your your placement. You know the threats. We talked over everything Batgirl could do. You yeah. know we talked about the perfect turn right where. Um, you could lose two whales and retaliators that turn. Yep, if everything worked just if, perfectly. If everything went perfectly, you could lose all of your retaliators and two whales and just be left with a mini. Now, Which might be enough. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have probably been enough. Um, <laughs> but that's an absolute perfect turn with you having a suboptimal turn before it. 
Right, right, right. Um, but the point is, is that we had prepped as a team. Um, you know, Lane and I had prepped our uni matchup versus that team. And I think Lane faced four Green Arrows that day. <laughs> yeah, I got two of them. Um, and um, you'd played two. Um, but man, it, it just goes to show the amount of prep and practice we put in as a team. Um, yeah, it and, definitely helped. And I'm and I'm not ashamed to say that anymore. <laughs> um, I, I got shit about that for Rock Cup, and I am um, not not ashamed to say the amount of practice that we put in as a team going into both worlds competitions. Yeah, and just having different different perspectives on on it it just helps a ton. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right, here we go. Drum roll. <laughs> and the number one play of. 2018 WizKids Worlds by Tyler Spees is uh, J Major uh, Round 2 so it would be the top 8 of the top cut uh, it was a rematch of J Major I played him in the final round of Swiss um, and this play just shows how much Mini Shredder can do in a single turn and it's it just boggles my mind sometimes so um this was again turn two play because that's where that's the most important turn of the game, um, and so I did. I put I learned my lesson from Micah, so it was the right match, the right map to put him on. I put him on Sporting Arena uh, both times I played him. Um, moved up just like I did with my opening turn, spread out so that he couldn't uh, couldn't get past my plasticity wall. Um, he had. Uh, Killed both my carnages or something, uh, but I had I had my uh, he, oh no he had he had TK'd in to to hit a whale with peace machine so I was able to retail on peace machine, and he had a mini that I that I wanted to pop that turn, um, so we had a peace machine at live at full over like uh, back sort of by his starting area maybe like two thirds up the map and then he had a mini right in the middle of the of the map, and I wanted to kill both of them that turn, at least pop Minioth for the first time. So, uh, Shredder, my mini Shredder was like, I think six squares away from his, um, from his Peace Machine, but I wanted to, to ping him first, because I had to ping him to deal three damage, uh, to kill him, because you can only deal three damage, obviously, with mini Shredder, or with, uh, Peace Machine on the map, and I knew that I had to kill, uh, Peace machine before I went after Mini, or else Mini would take three shots instead of two. So what I did was I called in Wolverine with um, with Mini Shredder. I sidestep carried Mini Shredder uh, towards Peace Machine. Then I sidestep Mini Shredder to Peace Machine to ping him. Um, so his defense went down to an 18, which helps. Um, I then uh, retaliated on him because he attacked me last turn with Groot. Uh, I retaliated next to Mini so that I could get the Empower because I needed to deal 4 damage because he has toughness. So I, I retailed with him, uh, used the Empower to, to kill to kill Peace Machine. So and, that's, just, and just for the math, it's Peace Machine takes 3 after Reducers. Right, correct. So yeah. I needed to deal 4 and he had toughness. Yeah. Um, so that's 2 damage already that, that Mini has done without even... I mean, he called in something, but that's just, without even taking actions to do it, he just 
two damage. Um, yeah, the fact that he has the empower up top is yes, is it's yeah. yeah. So then he, I spawn a walking wood um, from the from the attack. The walking wood sidesteps, carrying Minnie back to Wolverine, and then Wolverine charges, carrying Minnie towards uh, his mini shredder, and um, I think I hit the first attack needing a 7 and got the empower for mini, so it did 3 damage after toughness, which takes him off of toughness. And then I missed the uh, I missed the second attack needing an 8, but then I sidestepped in with another walking wood and took the empower for mini again, and I flurried him and was able to hit one of the 9s which was able to pop me on his first, um, pop, pop me the first time. So he called in Wolverine, who ended up dealing, I mean, Wolverine by himself can deal six damage, and then without even taking actions, Mini was responsible for four additional damage that turn. And it would have been six if I hit all the attacks. Um, plus all the positioning he gives, and the fact that everybody on the team can sidestep and carry him so he can go wherever he wants every turn. It's it's just crazy how effective he is with with this team. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And uh, I think you just go back to, I mean, my twenty seven Rock Cup team. Everybody mm-hmm. had sidestep, and mm-hmm. I think everybody on your team has sidestep. Now, obviously, the retails don't. Well, two of them do. <laughs> Carnage. Uh, yeah, do. Carnage. Yeah, never mind. Carnages do. So just your two Groots and Surter don't. But yeah, I have, Groot, uh, Groot spawn sidestep. Whales have sidestep. Mini has sidestep. I have uh, nine figures with sidestep, and I have seven fi- figures with plasticity. So yeah. positioning is like it, you. It's real easy to go where you want and to stop them from going where they want. We just need Skurn's hammer again confirmed. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's okay. I can't wait. Can you equip it with a giant giant figure or a mini? Yeah, you don't equip the hammers. Oh, okay. Because that's another thing about this team is they have there's no standard characters, so no equipment works with it, which is sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I mean, yeah, that's phenomenal, dude. I uh, I love it. Um, so. I, I think um, I, I think the big thing that I've got would be if you want to play the Namor team. And, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm going to talk about dice. Okay. Is that you have to be prepped to miss. Yes, that's, yeah. You have to, every, everything that I, all, all of these rolls, barring the, the rolling a 10 on the map, I had a plan if I missed. You know, like if I missed with that, for instance, number one. If I missed with the retail to kill the peace machine, I could have charged over to there with um, with Wolverine. It would have been suboptimal, but I had but I had knew I had to kill him first and I knew that I had a way to do it. Um so yeah, you definitely you can't you can't plan on hitting uh, every attack. So you have to go in uh, with basically two plans on every attack. What you're going to do if you miss. Right. Um yeah. I I I expect to hit fives. And that's it. Other than that, and I mean, it, sometimes you miss fives, but I, that's how I view it. If I need a five, I can expect to hit it. Right. <clears throat> so, 
So, um, what do you think, Alex? You got anything to add? Well, I mean, from my experience, the teams that I won't say I beat regularly, but I, I could, it is the teams that don't prepare to miss. It's the team teams that, okay, they put everything into one shot, and then when they f- miss it, it's like a mental, like they, they don't break down, but it's like, okay, they, they kind of admit defeat. They just lose, yeah. Yeah, and it's because I, uh, they put everything into one shot, and they just don't prepare for it if they miss that. That's a, a good point. I thought about that because it's like with the Samcap team or even a Hawkeye team, if he like crit misses when you don't have a prob line on him. My against uh, Jay Major in the fourth round of Swiss, so this was the who was going to be the top seed going in. Um, my first attack of the turn was a Surter retail because he had pinged me, and it was a Surter retail onto a Claw Shredder, and I only needed a five to hit, but I, I rolled a three. And, like, that's the first attack of the turn, and I need a five. And I would just thought, like, if if that's a if that's a Samcap team or a Hawkeye team, like, you just lose at that point. If you need a five and you miss the first attack, you're just done. But on my team, it still did a ton of stuff. It still popped um, his pogs. It popped his overdrive. Uh, it did one damage to his whole team. And it was a free attack. And I still, you know, I still had four actions left that, the miss didn't matter. Even though I missed a five that I was expecting to hit, and it would have been great for me to hit, it didn't. It didn't cripple me at all. So yeah, having having like four to seven, eight attacks a turn, it's a it, you can miss and you will miss a lot. So that's what the trouble alerts are for. Right. <clears throat> so um, let's get into some listener questions. Yeah. Um. Or um, or do you want to talk about rounds a minute? Um, we can. It's so. Um, you mentioned in the chat on Saturday that um, let let's see how long it takes before the hate starts to come in. <laughs> yeah. And on realms, I posted the thread at nineteen twenty five, so that's seven thirty. Yep. And um. The hate came in at um, 23.23, so at 11.30. So less than three hours um, no, you had... Four hours. Yeah, less than uh, four <laughs> hours in, um, the hate, the haters start coming in. And we're not going to talk about the whole situation. It's in the Clickstaff group. The explanation is on the Realms thread. Um, but people commenting... With big reputations on realms, anonymous big reputation. Oh yeah, big reputation on realms. Yeah. yeah, big reputations on realms come in and uh, accuse Tyler of cheating, while not understanding the situation nor understanding the positioning. And um, I-, I-, I feel you, brother. It's the same stuff I got from Rock Cup. Unfounded yeah. internet hate on people that win for whatever reason. Um, and it's it's ridiculous. I mean, as good as this community is, and as fantastic as it is, um, these people that make these unfounded or wild claims without being specific mm-hmm. behind realms and anonymity has just got to stop. I mean, I'm not saying that this speech is going to make them stop, yeah. but that that's a cesspool that people can, uh, people. Um, 
make those comments towards winners, and it's been going on for years. Um, I mean, there's been comments that Pat had on YouTube videos that people should have blown his face off, and that was before the blow your face off guy. Um, Paris got all kinds of hate for winning with Faust. Um, just all this stuff, and um, people just really need to have a better attitude and be more respectful of folks that win. Um, and um, and and not and be more clear in their statements. Um, yeah, just like be more respectful in general. Just like, I don't know, like he said something, and I was expecting some people to say it, but all he just he just threw out and said it helps, you know, when the judge lets you cheat or whatever. That's what he said, and then just from that one comment, with nobody knowing anything about the situation or knowing me at all or anything, like like. Four or five people just jumped on him like, yep, that guy's a cheater. That's This is just competitive hero clicks. Right. Like, and this, the, the same thing had happened to me. I mistyped my 2017 Rock Cup team. Mm-hmm. I put in two Thenas, and instantly <laughs> people went, oh, there you go. The Rock's just got a bunch of cheaters allowing two Thenas. I mean, Why don't you uh, even want to run two Thenas? <laughs> right. I know, right? And maybe it was two Cersei's. I don't know, but I repeated the Either same way. Eternal. Either way, right? Like... That's the most awful version of cheating. But um, they instantly went to, yeah, well, Rock's, Rock's got a bunch of cheaters in the World Championship. And I corrected it the next morning, and I was like, y'all are, you know, y'all are crazy. You know, it was called a typo, dude. Just, uh, same thing with yours. It's like they, you know, once you explain the situation, and now everyone realizes that you didn't soft cheat or angle shoot yeah. or move incorrectly. Yeah. Um, and, and and regardless, yeah. and to me, here's the thing: even regardless, right? People, these, this guy on realms was not did not participate in the did not participate in worlds. I, I don't even know if he's even played in a high level tournament. He may have, but people don't realize that once you get into that level of tournament, the stress level's high. You you can forget things. It's, yeah, it's not. I'm not, and I'm not justifying soft cheating here, or anything. But sometimes you forget things, and that's what a judge is for. No, no player. I, I don't think it ever happens that people play a perfect game of Heroclix. Even watching top level events, you see things. And me and Easton's matchup, uh, as a for instance, I had killed his his Batgirl, and I had completely forgot that she had a negative bonus. And I'm pretty sure Easton and all the judges did too, because nobody mentioned it. And we, it just went by. And I that's, think that's like, probably the first time that Batgirl had ever died. Yeah. It's and probably it's the just first time she's ever died in competitive play at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I'm like, I, I just realized that two days later. Like, we just completely... And I'm, stuff like that happens all the time in every event. You cannot play perfectly. So to jump straight to cheating, it just seems misguided to me. It's gonna happen. And I'm not saying that soft cheating doesn't happen, because it does, and it I'm sure it did at Worlds, because there was enough games going on that it probably happened. But I I don't like to jump there ever, because I assume, you know, they're just forgot, and that's fine. Yeah, it's I, I would say there's a, cu- a couple factors that went into this whole uh, little riff that went on. I think the fact that there wasn't any sort of streaming from WizKids kind of let it where it's like okay, well, you know, this speculation could come out, and there's no proof out of the side of maybe one or two people recording it, and that's up to them whether they want to release that recording. 
So not having any sort of visibility from us at home and being stuck at just getting live feedback, which shout out to Majestics and uh, who else was it? Uh, Steve DiCarlo. Steve DiCarlo for giving us, too, yeah. yeah, giving us those live updates. I know me personally, I was at a children's museum with my kids and I was glued to my phone. Like, <laughs> what happened to Tyler? What was happening to Lane in top four? What was going on? What was going on? Like, constantly refreshing. Um, so, big shout out to them. But I think that played a little bit into the whole speculation because there's no way to back up saying, oh, no, nah, he didn't soft cheat or he mm-hmm. did soft cheat. It's just one word against another. Yeah. But to, to, to take this into why this kind of happens, I mean, think of it from a grander scheme. If, if you think of it from the NFL standpoint, like winners, like the, the Patriots, no one really likes the Patriots. It's for the people in the Northeast. They win, and anytime something sort of happens, they are instantly accused Jump of cheating. On. Yeah. yeah, immediately. And th- this is coming from me, a Falcons fan, who I don't yeah. want to go into the Super Bowl. But, you know, it, it's it kind of rounds from that. Like, you know, you win, and you're just going to instantly be accused of cheating just by anybody. And it, no, and it I, happens. I, I agree with what you're saying, but just to be clear, for like the three NFL fans listening, we are not Patriots apologists. No, just, absolutely not. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. right. I am a Falcons fan, so right. I have no sympathy for them. <laughs> well, yeah, the principle stands. Yes. Although that uh, Team Click stuff could could really be the Patriots of uh, Hero Clicks now. Yes, there's definitely comparisons to be made. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, man. What? Yeah, I, I, I don't even the follow. Question. Are, are you comparing yourself to Tom Brady? Are you the Tom Brady of... <laughs> Uh, of hero clicks? <laughs> oh, I don't. I, I don't see. I don't follow sports well enough to know. To know. Um, people did say that um, I should. I should have powered through on Saturday, and I could have had the Michael Jordan flu story. Oh my Ooh. god! But yeah, you know, I, mean... I and I legitimately thought about trying to find a bucket and just <laughs> rolling with it. And I don't know if they would have let you do that. I don't know. Was would there been anything in the rules that they could have stopped me? I think probably something in the in the actual convention rules of PAX Unplugged, they could have escorted you out of the building, would be my guess. I don't know, man, but... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I would have probably called a judge if my opponent was frequently yeah, throwing yeah. up. <laughs> and then, like, he, he says, I hit your piece, and he reaches for the piece, and I would have been know. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> biological <laughs> warfare. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think biological warfare is allowed in hero clips. Yeah, but, probably uh, not. I don't know. There's probably no rule against it. Is that soft cheating then? You show up to your event and throwing up? Yeah. Oh man, that's uh Yeah, Dan won, but uh he was puking the whole time, so should have seen the other guy. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's something else. Yeah. But no, I, I did think of the for the for the better of my opponents and uh the better of the room to leave in that yep. situation. I don't think anybody can blame me for it. Right. <laughs> But uh, no, I I will say I am ready for next weekend. Um, going to the Majestics Invitational. That's good. Um, so there there's a grand on the line there. So, uh oh, that that's actual money. That is actual money. Yeah, actual money's a good thing. So I I I agree. You've got to go sell all of your stuff now, don't you? I do. I got to sell a factory set of AI. <laughs> Are you gonna Same. now? You got a factory set of Battle World too, right? I did. Are you gonna keep that or piece it out or what? Um, so I think what I'm gonna do is because I also got a Chase and Prime set from um, 
Battle World. So I think I'm just going to pick and choose what I want out of that, and then sell the rest singly, and then probably sell the other one as a as a as a unit. Well, we'll so see. you should. You got the Chase and Prime set, and that's just, that's all the really the pieces that you need for the most part. Right. You could totally just sell the factory sets as they are, and then just trade your extra cons and stuff for the super rares that you want. Yeah, that's true. Just hey, you got a, you got another whale. So I did. I won a whale. That was very fitting. I was happy. I mean, I would rather have Batman the Enemy <laughs> series, but it was poetic that I won a whale. Yeah. So now, did you borrow any pieces for your team? Oh yeah, I borrowed six figures in total. Uh oh. Yeah, I borrow a lot from uh, a guy named uh, Glenn. Oh, Glenn! Shout out, yeah, he's very helpful. He always lets me borrow pieces, and I <laughs> am very appreciative of him. Now, are you going to try to sell your stuff and use the funds to buy those pieces from Glenn, or are you just going to let your World Championship figures go back to Glenn's co- collection? <laughs> no, I, uh, I I I give him uh, a, a portion of my winnings. It was not profitable to him for a while, but it's turned around in recent uh, months. So I feel better because I felt bad in the beginning when I sucked and didn't give him anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think we're doing. Okay. Now I, I am a little sad that you you said you did not call in the Professor X. I not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot. I did not call him in once. That is sad because I did let you borrow <laughs> Professor you X and a Carnage. So. Yep. <laughs> so I am happy. So if if I if I get Carnage back and you decide you don't want him, I'll have a world winning Carnage. That's true. In my That's collection. True. And you have the Professor X Prime. That just sat on the sidelines. Hey, but you know what? That okay. Professor X still won worlds. That's yeah. that's technically true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Carnages uh, died in every game, I think. I don't think they survived a single game. <laughs> they did their job, though. Yeah, they did. That's what they're there for. I mean, if you don't kill them, it's bad. Yeah. That's... Oh, no, no. They won uh, the, the roll-off. You're right. They yeah. survived. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they won the roll-off. There you go, man. So they are they, they were... are winning Carnages. They were key in that game. They plasticity up. They body blocked so they couldn't shoot Surter because they can shoot out of adjacents. They were super helpful in that game. Yeah, because he could only had to choose phasing, right? Because you could have totally, you totally locked him down with mm-hmm. probably uh, a bunch of plasticity. Yeah, I tried to keep at least three plasticities on him, uh, and then I always had to have a colossal in between him and Surter because he can shoot out of adjacency. So I had to body block it with the colossal, right? Just in case he went for the hyper six. Well, no, he could have just picked like stealth and perplex, perplex up his defense, and then killed Surter. While still being tied up, if there's not a colossal in between him. Oh, and sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Did so. he have a symbiote or anything? Nope. He had um, just four um, Eternals and then the special train. That's awesome. I got to give Matt a little bit of props for that team. <laughs> just being able to manage that through the whole tournament. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, it's that- cool. It's he made top. Four. That's crazy. Hey, you know what? That proves you just don't need any of these expensive ass ID cards <laughs> or any of this other stuff. Yeah, everybody was talking up Goblin King. No, we saw the Unimine coming. Well, they should have. They Matt played it in the Rock Cup, and Matt won a WKO with it last month. Oh, really? Full points? Yeah, he won. I didn't know. Uh, he won Arizona. There you go. You read Majestics? It was in my Majestics article. Uh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Might have missed that one. Oh. Yeah, majesticccg.com forward slash Apex Insiders. There you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge you for that uh, referral, Pat, on next this week. <laughs> so, well, let's jump into yeah. some listener questions that we were trying yeah. to start 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, go uh, Lane Miller asks, what team did you not want to sit across from the most all day? This is... People should know the answer to this. It is Avengers. Avengers is the worst matchup for this team by far, because Hawkeye is dumb. Um, There are ways around it. Uh, I have a plus eight, and the Hawkeye is normally like a plus six to nine, so I can win matchups. I can also lose matchup or map rolls. But uh, yeah, if they win map roll, even if they don't, it's it's super hard. That is why the that um, Professor X is on the team specifically to be called in turn one to give five guys shape change to hope that they survive Hawkeye. And that's it. And then he gets popped off the board instantly and that's all he's there on the team for. Because that's such a such a hard matchup to win. Yep. Um, so we talked about your most epic play of the day. What was your most epic fail of the day? Um, it was probably not seeing the that play that Easton did. That was a super, super cool, cool play. I, it's so weird because I know how the individual aspects of it work. So what he did was, um, he put his special terrain on the blocking, the elevated blocking terrain of the iceberg lounge, so that he could shoot through it um, to kill my colossals. Because it is so. There's a lot of things at play. It's an indoor map, and I know that he can't shoot through. Um. Uh, blocking on indoor, I know that. I know that he can't shoot over uh, elevated terrain normally with Professor X, but I also know that he can to shoot colossals, and I also know that the jet turns the blocking into hindering terrain for targeting. I know all four of those things individually, but my mind just didn't put them together to realize that he could shoot me because it was so weird. So that was that was my worst play of the day. Just not putting those four individual things together to realize it could shoot me. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So and we talked about this a little bit. His second, his last question is: Can you taste the salt in the air from all of the haters now that you've won worlds? I, I'm trying to trying to get above the the clouds of salt hate. It's a good thing that you're the whale man. Yep. <laughs> Salty. <clears throat> so Tyler, Jeremy Stallings. Right? Uh, knowing that you are officially the master of the ocean, what pieces have you looked at outside of Wales to play competitively? Um, the next... I don't know if it's a team that I'm going to play next, but I've been talking about it internally for a while, is the Shredder Elite clones. Or no, they're not clones. Shredder Elites with the Boomerang. I think that they are really good. I think there is a top competitive team that you can build with them. I haven't done it yet, but I, I think that there is enough potential there that it is it, it can be a top team, tier one. Yeah. Uh, Mikey actually lost to one of those in uh, Did Worlds. He? I yeah. didn't even see him. That's awesome. I mean, not that he lost, but <laughs> it was there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah somebody played it as really their good. Worlds team. Yep. Lots yeah. of free attacks. Six free attacks at six damage each. Like anywhere on the map, it's crazy. Yep. So, uh, Brandon Chestein writes in. So now I want to be clear: at this point, you have not signed your NDA with I, with, with kids. With kids, right? So, um, 
what ideas are you thinking about for your created figures? Okay, I haven't signed it, but I still don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed. Yeah, so but... we, I do not want to pressure you into any specifics <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because I understand the NDA and the pressure mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, right? So, um... uh, I will say that it's not going to be an unclicks thing. It will just be a figure that I don't think has been done justice um, with any of its iterations. And I think I have it down to about three figures. Sweet. I, I can't wait for a new Condiment King. There you go. Oh, super excited. <laughs> now, are you gonna are you gonna make a request for Doom? Um, I feel like it's just like you have to if you win Worlds at this point, right? It's just tradition, so probably. Yeah, but can I create God Doom? <laughs> it's it's probably on the top of their NDA. They're like, all right, Tyler, let's talk about figures. No Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Put it out there. No. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet though if the first Doom that we get since 2014, and the really the first actual Doom since 2012, yeah, would be a winner created figure. That would be cool. Um, yeah, no, there'd be so much cool stuff. Um, <laughs> um, Carlos um, Quinez, I'm sorry, Carlos, I can't pronounce your last name. Uh, do you think your teams for Worlds was the heaviest? Yes, I don't. I can't think of anything bigger. The giant girls probably more, but those whales, sir, are so big. So yeah, I definitely think it was the heaviest. It was annoying carrying it all the blocks from the parking garage. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, once retirement hits and the whales retire, do you plan to turn the whales into oil? <laughs> I do not, but I was considering like uh, spray painting one of them gold and just setting it in my room. I thought that would be pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. Well, you, got a, you got an extra one now. Cause yeah, of the, there you go. So, yeah, you should be good. <laughs> all, the, all the whales are going to be expensive now. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can't afford to spray paint one gold. Yeah, just sell the whale out of, uh, <laughs> out of your AI pack for $200. There you go. I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah. Um, has and so this one specific has Chris Smotherman inundated your inbox with sexy pictures of Namor since your first showing of whales. <laughs> I, I actually have, I've got, I've gotten a few interesting, interesting pictures. More so the whale side than the Namor side. <laughs> they, oh god! But they've been there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Since uh, Chris Stockhouse says, since Mini is retiring, are you just going to remake Mini as your champ piece? I might, man. Mini is a lot of fun to play. I did not realize until I made this team why people played Shredders. He is so fun and does so much every turn. It's crazy. Probably not, but it's a good idea. (laughs) Um, uh, Harrison Fordyce, a.k.a. Gomu King, how long did you know you were playing Double Firestorm in Sporting Arena over Flash in a muck time? Uh, so this one's got a little bit of a backstory because he messaged me and asked me what my team was for the contest on your page, and I told him that. And then I said I told him that I would update him if I changed my team, and I did not. So yeah. <laughs> apologize, yeah, Harrison. So, so uh, and 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 I'd like to go ahead and mention just as a little commercial break, we are. Um, Thankful for Troll and Toad for their sponsorship of the World's Contest. Uh, I believe, Alex, we are down to Harrison and uh, Jay Sly. Yeah, I believe those are the two. Um, we still need to go through each build and count points because we're 
I've got a system where we're gonna like assign main point force for like five point. You know, that's so, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, but I think Jay yeah. and Jay and uh, Harrison are the only two that are in contention. Yeah. Uh, so we need to look at their two bill, their two uh, submissions, and I think it probably comes down to whoever got it the closest or uh, a random, um, a random drawing between the two of them. Yeah, we most definitely like to thank uh, Troll and Toad for their uh, sponsorship this month. Uh, and what's your home venue, Tyler? Um, I don't really have one. Um, I travel to probably Comic Book World in Northern Kentucky the most. But um, I used to like three years ago. I had like three game, three weekly games on the weekends every week, like within fifteen minutes of my house. And then like all of those stores stopped doing it, <laughs> like within a year. So it was kind of sad. I don't really. I play online probably as my home venue. Gotcha. Yeah, rock online. There you go. Yep. Um, Stephen Clark Jr. So after asked. So after having a whale of a time at Worlds, how does it feel to make a team a lot of people thought was trash and make it a World Champ team? It it feels real good. I feel it's validating. I. <laughs> that's that's the best word. It's validating. I, I I knew it was a good team, and now hopefully everybody else uh, does too. Yep, I'm exactly. Um, Nate White, who told you whales were so good? <laughs> okay, it wasn't you, Nate. I I saw whales first in a sealed, and I was facing a hundred point whale, and it was um, I kept hitting it, and it was like not dying, and I'm like that thing's only a hundred point line, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, and I was like, I did eight damage to it, and it has a stop click, and it's not there yet. It thing is ten clicks long with a stop click for a hundred points, and I that blew my mind. So that was the first time I took notice of him. But Nate was officially the first person to play Giganto Namor in a competitive event. I have to give him that. Right, because he played it at the what the Super Q online. Uh, online. Maybe? Yep. Yeah. It wasn't. It was like he had. It was a weird team, like a Nate team. He had. Throw a killer Robins twice, and he had a shifting focus Deadpool. I can't remember the rest of the build. And he had Namor. Yeah, I, I'm fully expecting him to rock throw killer at the next major competition, you just because you won with whales. Yeah, that's right. I'm chal- I'm calling you out, Nate. I won with whales. You got to win with throw killer Robin. Yeah. If uh, if Nate had played throw killer Robins, he would have made the cut. There you go. So I, uh, I that would have been yeah. that would have been the difference maker. <laughs> um. So Jake Roan, we we've um, <clears throat> we responded to his question pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse Cote uh, sends us congrats and wonders at what point of the day did it set in that you might just do the damn thing? Um, I think it was just um, winning the first round of winning in top sixteen. And, uh, and against that green arrow, going into top eight, just because that—that's the highest. Uh, I got top sixteen at Rock Cup, and I was—I played it. I was facing against Jay, who I'd already beaten before, so it just really kicked up at that point, and I was getting—I was getting nervous. <laughs> Jay, what, what was your what was your confidence level going into the final round after you final. lost Matt? <laughs> um, I knew I knew that it was a good matchup. But I lost map, and it was Easton, and he placed his thing weird. I was I was about fifty fifty going in, but then on turn two, 
when he did his play to kill my retails, I I thought I lost. I I, I just had given up at that point, um, and I didn't even realize that I was in the lead. I I thought that I was in the lead, but I wasn't sure because it was so close. So I didn't know for sure until he shook my hand and everybody started cheering that I was that I actually won. I wanted to count points, but apparently everybody else was keeping track of it. So yeah, everybody was keeping track down to like the uh, thousandth yeah. of a point. <laughs> pretty yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expected to have to count points, but <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was close. If he had gotten your Cyclops, then uh, it would have been mm-hmm. over. Yep. Um, but. Um... <sighs> Um, Armando uh, Ramirez wants to know what's the best way to beat a whale team. Uh, Avengers. <laughs> it's Avengers. That's okay. the answer. Avengers. Lots of Hawkeye. Avengers. It has to be Hawkeye Avengers. Hawkeye Avengers. Yep. Um, did you get to eat a Philly cheesesteak? Joe Gutierrez wants to know. I did. I got it from. It was a place called I think Chicky and Pete's. It's pretty good. I got like hot peppers and spicy peppers on it, and they were. They were pretty spicy, but they had a lot of flavor. It was super good. I would would eat again. <clears throat> PJ Bowen wants to know: Are you tired of the whale jokes yet? Nope. <laughs> oh, J- JV, I didn't see this one. He says, "Anyone tried an Eye of the Tyler joke yet?" I saw that. I liked that. <laughs> that was good. It's the <laughs> Eye of the Tyler in the middle <laughs> of the sea. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all get my uh, free bad voice uh, singing there for. No, I, I kind of. I was about to say I kind of like gravelly voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The eye of the Tyler in the middle of the sea. But that, that you could do a really good Mick voice from Rocky. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, uh, my, I new, my new puppy is looking at me very weird right now. You're gonna eat lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that's what Namor's saying on the sculpt. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, he's tooting. He's tooting away. Um, so Zach Strong uh, says, first of all, congratulations, and I'm curious about the creation of the whale team in the first place. How did it come together, and where did the idea come from? So it was it's pretty cool. Like I said, the first time I ever saw it was when it, it I played it in Sealed, and it like completely shocked me. Uh, we went to Nationals, me and Marcus and Chad Birdsall, and we played and we pulled two Giganto Namors and I'm like well this guy was really good before and we have two of them and they have leadership so I'm going to run them and then I did and <laughs> they worked really well they were 100 points of my build and they did two thirds of the work and they just caught a lot of people off guard they just were outperformed their point values all day and from that when I got home I messaged Marcus and I said I'm going to make a team with four whales and I Originally, it had just four whales on it and a bunch of retails. Um, so, yeah. And then it evolved from there. Which is what you'll probably go to once Mini retires, right? Just add more uh, add more whales. Uh, no, I actually talked about this on the Facebook. I would probably drop Mini for... Uh, I would drop a Mini and a Groot for uh, Skeets at full points. Because I like him a lot. Yeah, Skeets. I like that, too. Does he give, uh, does he give plus one to damage at close to... Uh, no. Enhancement. no, I guess plus one to attack and enhancement. Gotcha. Plus one attack to all adjacent figures for everything, then enhancement and PD, so the whale's energy explosion is really good with him. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
did you consider uh, Bob Moore? Oh, next question is Bob. Um, do you like it when I yell, "There be the great white whale, Moby Dick"? And did you ever listen to the Moby Dick song by Led Zeppelin to get psyched up before tournaments? Uh, yes, and no. <laughs> I there's a there's a decent there's more phallic jokes about whales than I thought there were before <laughs> I made this team. I will say that it surprised me. Oh, being, yeah, being called Mister Free Willy is. <laughs> I, I don't know if I. I don't know if I accept that. <laughs> That's a Photoshop. I'm gonna have to work on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So there's more than I thought in that category of comedy. Yeah. So um, Aaron Young wants to know: Did you consider any other team besides Wales for Worlds? Not. Seriously, I went over other teams, but just having the amount of practice that I did with Worlds or with Wales, and also just I think it legitimately has good matchups against every team but Avengers, and some of them are really good matchups, and they're against prominent teams that I, 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 I it was a good play. So what, not you, really. You weren't serious about the the multiple pim tank team. <laughs> I said I considered others. <laughs> It's, a, it's oh, on my radar. <laughs> Soldier theme with the pimp tank, yeah. Hey, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Nathan Deal wants to know, how key was winning map? Was it difficult without perplex or prob? Was it difficult winning map without perplex or prob? No, no, I, said, I think there's two <laughs> questions know, there. How, how key was winning map? Yeah. Um, so, I want to win map. I have a plus eight theme team for a reason. I did not drop a carnage for IDs for a reason. I want to win map. It definitely helps a ton. Um, having said that, I did lose map twice today, and I was able to overcome it. But it it, it is important, especially in, especially in in other matchups. So yeah, it's important. <laughs> right. But the team could survive without it, I guess. Gotcha. Um, then, the the, that, the prob thing, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what we'd already talked about with uh, with the dice rolls, right? Yeah, enough attacks basically even equals perplexing prob if you get enough attacks in one turn. Yeah, I agree. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you hadn't won worlds, I wasn't going to stop giving you shit about your dice. <laughs> that was the driving force to win worlds. That was it. Yeah, exactly. Just the same reason I got up out of bed to yeah. go play that one round of Worlds <laughs> was that Paris didn't yep. qualify. And uh, I'll just go ahead and say it on the podcast, Paris said that he was going to place higher at me at the Worlds. He did not qualify. I went through, played one round, won, puked in the urinal, quit, and knew down the deepest of my heart that I was happy because I placed higher in Worlds <laughs> than Paris Gordon. You, wait, hold on, hold on. You puked in a urinal? Yeah, because the uh, the bathroom was really small because the bathroom facilities were terrible. Yeah. And um, yep. That. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I know everybody really wants to hear that on the podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> your two time Rock World Cup champion um, is not above um, explaining how shit goes down. Quite literally. <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, it was worth it to explain that. <laughs> how badly you wanted to be yeah. Paris. That's yeah, I wanted to make sure that there was no way that Paris could say that uh, <laughs> I did not place higher than him. Right. Um. So, 
<laughs> um, and then I think the other thing is that your team does have Perplex. Uh, yeah, it has yeah. it from uh, well, both Firestorm things and Harley. Harley, the Harley I use a lot for the Perplex. Not, I actually don't. I didn't energy explode with her once this entire Worlds, which is crazy because that was my opening a lot of times. Um, I only use her for the double perplex, which yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I have perplex with that, and also, like, it's a it's a varying it's variance, right? So I don't have perplex or prob, so there is a chance that like all first of my five attacks or whatever are all going to miss, which is possible. But then I have trouble alerts if that if that happens, then I can bring in prob to help with the rest. And I, I can't survive a turn with missing all of my opening attacks. I I did it, I think, twice. Um, definitely the first the first game for sure, I missed all of my opening attacks. And against the first game against Jay, I know I missed my opening retail. And I think I missed the rest of the attacks that turn? I'm not sure. There was one game where I missed... There was another game where I missed all of my first attacks from my opening and I was able to come back. So, yeah. Um, see, I think we just got two more, and uh, to Phil McCracken, uh, congrats on the win, Tyler. Remember, haters going to hate. It's everywhere you go, no matter what. True day. Thanks, man. Yep. Uh, Colossus 10 Hero Clicks. Great job, Tyler. And what matchup did you have the most worry about, and why? Avengers and Hawkeye, Avengers right? Avengers and yeah. Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye is dumb. I think we can be glad that he is retiring. Yeah, and also sure. sad that minis are retiring. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, what is this? Alex, what are you doing? You can't do this in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> free Willy. I love it. Oh, I told pro- you, I can Photoshop. I can Photoshop <laughs> Tyler in a Free Willy ad. is fairly easy to oh, do. Oh, boy. Now everybody's going to want to see this picture. Oh. <laughs> okay it's all good just uh live it up man (laughs) live it up you you deserve every bit of congratulations for the team you were number one seed you won every game um there is uh there is no there is no doubt that you played a phenomenal tournament and now that you cleared up the bullshit on realms yep there there should there's there's no doubt should be nothing i mean here's the other thing did you play any of our teammates? Nope. See, no one can throw shit about that. Untrue nope. shit, to be clear. <laughs> um, did you uh, Did you play a full point Goblin King? Nope. All right, no bullshit there. Full point Unimine, but <laughs> now you took it to a roll off. Took it to a roll off. That's that's Matt's fault, not yours. Yep. And uh, it's hindsight Matt's fault. I don't want to. But, I yeah, I agree. I agree. That's no diss to Matt. Matt did a phenomenal job getting to fourth place with a full point yep. uni mind. Um, but the the timing is on Matt to make the to make the play, right? I for think. sure, yeah. Um, and that puts pressure on you immediately. But if you can keep him at bay, then you can probably run out run out the clock. Um, but still, it went down to a roll off, right? So, yep. Yep. Um, you know, that's that's nothing you can do about that. Um, well, I mean, you did everything you could about that, I guess is what I should say. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's go around for final thoughts today. Um, Alex, we'll start with you. 
I just can't stop thinking about Free Willy right now. So, <laughs> I, 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 right. th- I, now this is final thoughts, but I, I should have added this in there. Next time, now I don't know if you'll ever watch Free Willy again, uh-huh. but tell me next time you don't watch it, you won't get a little teary eyed when Free <laughs> Willy jumps over those rocks. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen a '90s Free Willy movie, but tell me you won't get a little teary eyed. When you see I, that whale being freed. I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> my emotions towards Free Willy. <laughs> just imagine you now like just sitting in the dark just watching it like, go, go home, Willie, go home. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Tyler, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, can I just throw out a bunch of thank yous to people? Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want to do. Alright. Thank you to uh, first... Uh, my family and friends who don't know anything about Heroclix but knew that I was going this weekend at one, they threw out a bunch of support to me. Uh, thanks to my parents and my brothers and sisters and everything. Super cool. Um, thanks to anybody online that helped me practice, which was a ton of people. Um, I definitely would not have won if that didn't happen. Thank you to Alex for setting a lot of it up. Thank you to Howard for letting it happen. Um, a lot of people like a ton of people online you know who you are if I practice with you thank you um, <laughs> he helped a lot thank you to Clicksoft everybody on the team the group chat helped uh, we did a lot of practice sessions that helped a ton like we said we talked about it and talked about it um, I, I again do not think I would have won if I if I didn't join Clicksoft because it, it added a lot and I could point to things in every game that they had helped me with so Thank you to all those guys. Thank you to the community. I'm very happy. That's it. <laughs> okay, no, phenomenal, Tyler, and we appreciate that. We're, uh, you've uh, you've been a really great pickup. Yeah, yeah. I, I've said you're the top free agent acquisition of the year of 2018. Yeah, now it's not a joke when you say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The uh, the free agent pickup guys uh, have to say that stuff ahead of time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So. You called it. So my my final thoughts is is really just a bunch of thank yous um, and an apology. I, I apologize. I was sick, um, and I apologize to my opponents that had to deal with that during Team Worlds. Um, <clears throat> I'm still my voice is not a hundred percent, but my gut's back to a hundred percent. My sinuses are back to a hundred percent, and um, you know I, I just uh, thanks everybody for listening to the podcast um it was great to meet all you guys in person uh i met a gentleman named william um i got to sign his groot and mangog card um (laughs) you know i uh, i'll just be there was a lot of people that came up and said they love the podcast they love the show they love what we do for the community um i love to do this for y'all we as team clickstoff love to do things for the community and participate in the community. Um, and I was honestly um, a little overwhelmed in a positive way with the amount of great feedback that I got um, from the community at Worlds about what we do on the podcast. So uh, just thanks to everybody that I met. I, I love our overseas guys. Those guys are some of the um, uh, I don't know what I would want to say. Kindred spirits, maybe. Um, <laughs> brotherhood. Um, those guys came decked out in some in the best jerseys 
that I've ever seen in Hero Clicks. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, and there was there was guys from Italy, Spain, and Europe. England. Um, uh, sorry, Europe is not England. Um, You're right. <laughs> that, that's that's my bad. So yeah, the UK, Spain, Italy. Um, that group of guys was just phenomenal to talk with. I got a big selfie with those guys. Um, they really they really made the trip uh, worth it. Um, got to meet JV from the Philippines, Pedro from Brazil. Um, you know there was. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I forget anybody in specific. Um, so you know my my apologies if I don't mention you by name. But uh, I got to meet a lot of cool people. Um, Antonio was doing the artwork on the tables. Oh yeah, that guy was cool. Oh I saw my a lot gosh, of that yeah. Stuff. So. You know, as much as we started out the podcast talking about downing on the venue and that sort of thing and uh, the way things went together, uh, boy, the the community was just great down in the basement. So, I agree. Other than that, uh, you know, thanks everybody again for listening to Click Stuff today and uh, we'll talk to you all next time.